Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of its time. For example, Spirit told me that the electrical impulses in our brain, okay, the electrical impulse that runs across a neuron, okay, has an intelligence of, a, of your soul and your will, and it harbors information. Now, science and research has no idea about that yet, that an electrical impulse, the spark itself, holds tremendous amounts of information, but not just information. It also harbors part of your soul, like the soul itself, the energy of the soul is in that electrical impulse along with your will. Your will, that's your spirit, your will, that's your spirit. The will to survive, the will to breathe, the will to wake up in the morning, the will to go to work, the will to protect your family, the will to do whatever, to save a life. Whatever that will is, is it's inside that electrical spark. The spark, I'm not talking about inside the brain, even though there's plenty inside the brain, but the spark itself That's undiscovered by science and research. Medical science and research won't touch upon that for decades and decades and decades. And you just heard it here at the Medical Medium Radio Show. And who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for answers to their illnesses? You know, I don't if something happens. No way. And, you know, I've seen people with all kinds of things going on. Somebody with a hurt toe recently. Somebody with a hurt toe was trying to reach out to me, and 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 we we, we were talking with them. It was about it was, uh, it was an old friend of mine, and and said, "Oh, I got I just have to talk to him. I got this hurt toe," and uh, and I said, "Look, I said, look, I said, Jack, I've known you forever." I go, but you know, I'm not. I, there's a lot. People are suffering out there. They got so much going on. They, they all kinds of things are happening. I need to dedicate and focus everything I have into providing information so people have a chance to heal, and I can help as many people as I can. And I got to get this book done and everything else. Even though this, I actually finished uh, the uh, thyroid book, but I had to do some little extra work on it. And and basically. Basically, he was like, you don't understand. This toe's been bothering me. It's holding me up for three weeks. I said, three weeks? Three weeks? I go, there's people out there sick with fatigue for five years, up 10 years, 15, 20 years, 30 years. I said, Jack, there's people out there with, with all kinds of problems. I mean, I mean, skin conditions and, you know, liver conditions and kidney conditions and their feet hurt where they can't even walk and everything else. He said, yeah, you know what? You're right. The toe's just bothering me a little bit. The tip hurts. I said, you know what? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I said, I get it. I understand it's hurting a little bit. Okay, do this. Do this and 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 please leave me alone because you know what? People, people got all kinds of problems. Their sinuses are backed up for 10 years with no answers. They can't eat any food because they react. Everything under the sun is going on out there. They get told their genes are killing them. They get told they got autoimmune and their body's destroying itself. There's so much misinformation and garbage out there. It's on the internet. It's everywhere. It's in people's books. Books are being stamped out left and right with misinformation. It's so painful and painstaking. I have to complain. And that's so I told Jack, I said, Jack, that's I'm trying to help people because of what's going on out there and what's happening. So just leave me alone about the tip of your toe, you know, just because you, you clipped the nail a little too short. Just leave me alone. All right. And uh, because people have real problems and they've been sick for a long time. 
years and years and years. And and it matters. It matters. So there's no time to spare. So let's get going. Today's show is about OCD. Yep. OCD. That's right. <laughs> you know, you know that one, right? Obsessive compulsive disorder. But I got some really cool information. Really cool information to share. We're gonna cut into that. I got some great stuff on that. So today's show is about OCD and how people suffer with OCD. And it's not just about turning lights off and turning lights on and turning door locks on and turning door door locks off or whatever. I mean, not locks on and off, but turning switches and checking stoves. It's not just about that. And even that, that of course, that's important. Every bit of it's important. But yeah, um, hey, check out check out the thyroid. Check out the thyroid book if you get a chance. I mean, I, I'm proud. I'm really, really, really proud of this one. I'm proud because I think I crossed the line too far. <laughs> and because there's information in that thyroid book, including the undiscovered hormones that the thyroid has that that research and science will never touch upon for decades. Actually, no, they probably will get there in our time. They will get there. And you're going to say, he was right. He was right. But seriously, check it out. And it, it's not just about the thyroid. It's First of all, it's so comprehensive about the thyroid. It goes so deep into the thyroid. And everything about every single thyroid problem, from when your thyroid's removed, what's going on when it's removed, and how you can still have a little tissue left. Everything is in secrets and information that I'm putting out there. I'm talking extreme information about Epstein-Barr, extreme information about all these different things, and not just that. I got a whole section in there dedicated to insomnia and sleeping problems, real in-depth. This thing right here is, is uh, this one's my baby. This one's my baby. The other ones too are, but this, 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 you know, every, now I'm waking up in the morning and I'm almost like I can't even stand it anymore. I just, I can't wait for people to get a hold of this. If you, you know, go and check it out, at least read the description. You can read it on Amazon or whatever. And just, and just, you know, make sure you, you lock it up now. So, because I, and I'm not going to let you down. I'm not going to let you down. When you get that book, you're not going to be mad at me. No way. I, and if you are, I don't know what else I can do. I mean, maybe I'll just, I don't know what else I can do. I can, <laughs> because this is, this is going to be uh, great. Anyway, okay. All right. Let's get to OCD. So I was mentioning before an electrical impulse, because we're going to go deep into that. An electrical impulse that runs across a neuron in your brain, your brain, okay? The spark. The spark that, that uses neurotransmitter chemicals like the mineral salts and celery, yes, and that mineral salt and celery, it binds to the neuron, and then that electrical impulse runs across that neuron. It's harboring. It's harboring. The pulse itself, the, the, the current is harboring part of our soul and our will and tremendous amounts of information. You're never going to hear that anywhere else. I'm saying that in case it's your first show. I have to say that. I hate saying that because it seems annoying and I feel annoying saying it, you know. But I'm saying that for the first time person who got on here and was just like a doubting Thomas possibly. And it's just like, oh, what, what, what? You know, no, that that's that's why we're here for spirits information. So I want you to hang on if you're the first, you know, if this is your first time and and try to get through a show. So... 
OCD, let's just go into this. All right, and, and we're going to talk about that electrical impulse thing later a little bit more. But, but you know, only those who live with OCD truly know what it's like to bear. Severe OCD. They only know what it's like to bear. It's brutal. It could be hell. It could be hell for so many people. I mean, I'm serious. It, it, it Living hell for so many people. And if you have it, if you're, you're listening now and you have it, you get it. You get it. You totally get it. I get you. I see you. I know I get you. You get me, all right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, from an outsider's perspective, the condition makes no sense. It's insanity. It's insanity from an, outside, from an outsider's perspective. It is. Not every outsider, but m- many outsiders. It's complete insanity. That's what they, that's what I, I've seen that. I've seen people think that out there. And I've seen them, <clears throat> I've seen them think, you know, well, this is just, you know, this is just insane. It makes no sense. You know, because there's no reasoning with it. There's no reasoning with it. And, and you know, an outs, from an outsider's perspective, you know, it's, it's, it's 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 ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to them, and it's insane. All it borderlines insanity. Even though I'm going to tell you right now, anybody with OCD is not insane. There's no insanity there at all on any level. I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to be straight up. There's nothing insane about it on any level. Nothing. Um, people are are you know all their all their nuts and bolts are fine. Okay, all their nuts and bolts up there are fine. All right, that that suffer from OCD. Um, so, so, <clears throat> so basically, OCD comes in all shapes and sizes. It's not just this one type of OCD. There's so many different shapes and sizes, and we're going to cover why. But there's so many different shapes and sizes of OCD. I'm serious about that. There's, there's, there, I mean, so many, they can't, I don't know if they could even be counted. There's hundreds and hundreds. Okay. There's, there's, you know, in its mild hidden form, OCD can be as simple as having a comfort zone. Okay. So there's people out there with OCD that don't know it. There's people out there that if you change their cream in their coffee, they will be a wreck the whole day over it. Or they will just be pissed off. That pissed off nature, that's, that's, a, that's an OCD condition. If the sugar isn't right in their coffee, if they've, they have that teaspoon of sugar every morning in their coffee, and they have that little squirt, that exact amount of squirt of a certain cream in their coffee, and that's what they do every morning. And you say, hey, let me make you a cup of coffee. And you just throw some sugar in there. You know what I mean? Well, this seems like a teaspoon. You just throw it in there. I'm not saying a tablespoon. It seems like you're throwing in a teaspoon there. And then you just put a squirt of cream or whatever in there. They'll taste it, look at you. They'll be just totally a wreck over it. A total wreck. I've seen people like that. What I'm trying to say is that's OCD. As simplistic as that variety. So I think you're getting what I'm saying. Rhythms, routines, habits, comfort zones, if they break even slightly, even if the person has no signs of OCD, they don't care about doors locking, they don't care about stove being on or off, if it's on or off, they don't care about whatever. You break a little comfort zone, and it really irritates them. That's that's an OCD variety. I'm sorry to say, yeah. You know, <clears throat> three, three million, four million people are diagnosed with OCD in this country. You know what it is? It's like 150 million. 
That's the real number. That's the real number, 150 million. That's the real number. See, there's never any real numbers with science and research. You just need to know that. I mean, meaning there's some real numbers with science and research, yes, but not when it comes down to statistics. That's when it comes down to how many people got this, how many people don't have that. That's all wrong. That's all of that. All the numbers are wrong with all of that. How many people have chronic fatigue syndrome, you know, in the U.S. each year? That's all wrong. How many, I'm just telling you, it's wrong, wrong, wrong. It can just pile up and that's not where wrong even starts or begins. It keeps on going endless in science and research where it's always wrong in so many areas. I hate to break it to anybody who's, uh, who's, who only believes in science and research. But the point is, is that well, science and research also has a lot of things right. But I'm just saying, that's how, that's how backwards a lot of things are. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm talking about, you know, so let's talk about what causes, what causes OCD? You know, what causes it? That's important to know. The truth is there's two varieties. There's two groups of OCD. And you're only going to hear this on, on, on the medical medium show. Okay. And, and, and this, you know, defies, you know, psychology and stuff like that, OCD experts and all that and psychology and everything like that. This is, this is beyond that. This is different than that. This is more information than that. And we need more information. That's why we do this show. So, there's two varieties of OCD. We have to understand that. Two distinct groups or varieties. And then all these little sub, not sub varieties, subgroups, all these, all these different variations of one of those groups, one of those varieties, these different variations stem off of that. And then the other group variety, the other, we'll call it a group, two different groups. The other group, all these little ones stem off of that. So, the first variety is created from emotional wounds or soul trauma. Could be abuse the whole bit. And the second variety is caused by toxic heavy metals. Now, it's also possible, and this is where it becomes madness, not that someone with OCD has madness. This is where it becomes madness. So you can, there's these two groups so you're following me following me right now there's two groups one is an emotional injury wounds emotional wounds soul trauma the whole bit right the other group is toxic heavy metals but here's where it gets annoying you can have a blend of both which really stinks because if that's what shoots off so many different so many different types of OCD okay so, so the, but the better you understand OCD, the more empowered you're going to be, and, and that's what it's all about. So let's start with emotional and soul trauma OCD group. Let's start with that. A severe emotional blow is one of the two causes, depending on each person's sensitivities and how she or he copes with emotional stress, even mild emotional in injuries can fall into this, this variety of emotional and soul trauma, okay? So examples, family member dying, being betrayed by someone you deeply love or trust, right? Or being betrayed by a friend who you just 
you, you just been friends with, however we view that friendship, the, the shattering of, of long-held plans upon which you've pinned your hopes for, that's something that happens to people where, boom, that something gets shattered um, of devastating physical injury. Uh, being bullied in school, bullying, all right? Um, but thank God I had spirit looking out for me, though, all right? I was, I was lucky. I was lucky I had spirit looking out for me. You know, I was always busy looking out for all the other kids in the sense where I was always wondering how they're doing with their health. Spirit was giving me information, but also spirit gave me windows into who the bullies were and how to avoid them and what to say to them. And that, that, that would thank goodness for that. It helped. It helped. Um, but some people aren't that lucky and the bullying is just, just terrifying. Um, parents divorcing when you're a child, that's an OCD recipe. Um, it's just an OCD recipe, bottom line for a child. Uh, and if you're a parent, I'm not trying to throw some guilt on you. I'm not throwing, trying to throw anything like that on you. I'm just saying that's a good recipe. As well as, you know, life, life happens. Life happens and things happen. All these things can happen. Life happens. It's nobody's fault. Just things happen, you know, in many ways. Um, so confrontations, high-stress situations of virtually any kind can create this emotional and soul trauma OCD. Now, what's not known, because that's, that's known, I think that's known out there, you know, you can have some emotional trauma of some kind and it could create some OCD. That's probably out there right now. But what's not known is that when you feel intense emotional pain or repeated stress, get this, you guys, when you feel continual emotional pain like we were talking about, a repeated stress, it creates an electrical charges, electrical charges in certain areas of the brain that are being overused due to that emotional strain. So if you're being abused or something bad's happened or whatever, you're being bullied, a part of the brain heats up, but it continues to heat up. So you're being bullied once, but you get over it, and it only heated up once. You see what I'm saying? You're following me, right, you guys? So you're in school, you're a child, you get bullied. Part of that brain gets wound up, it gets heated up. Electrical charges heat in that part of the emotional area of the brain. Okay? And then it goes away. You're not bullied that day. But you got a little post-traumatic stress syndrome left over, so you're not sure if you're going to get bullied the next day. All right? You don't get bullied the next day. The day after you do. And then, bam, electrical charges, electrical pulses and charges heat up that part of the brain again. All right? And then... It goes down and cools down. All's good. Third time around, the bullying happens again. Heats up that part of the brain. And now we have heat damage to part of that brain. Science and research has no idea. We have heat damage, okay, which can heal. No problem. A week later, we get bullied again. The heat damage occurs. The intense heat's revving up before the body can heal that area. All right? And then it goes on and it goes on until that heat starts to callous brain tissue. 
that callus is brain tissue. All right? Even to a child, we have the beginning of OCD, and I'm going to explain why. All right? So you're with me. You're with me this time. I'm going really in, really deep into OCD this time. Really deep. All right, so the continual emotional strain, the intense heat from these electrical impulses causes a type of burnout, a type of burnout that's physical, physical. It's, it's, it's physically in the tissue. Have you ever heard of the term hot-headed? It's more literal than anybody can ever realize. And especially in certain situations, and I'm just using bullying as one. I'm not talking about another type of thing or in a, a different kind of abuse or, or a different situation or a different stress-related issue or like a loss of a loved one or financial stress or whatever it is that we all suffer from in, on this planet. This type of burnout creates this callus. This heating creates this callus-like texture in a small area of the part of the brain tissue, part of the brain. Now, it can happen in various regions of the emotional center of the brain. So understand that it can happen in different sections of the emotional center of the brain, causing different varieties of OCD. Depending on the stressor, is it, a, is it feel like a plane going down kind of stress when you're up in a plane and all of a sudden you think the plane's going down? Or is it... Some other type of stress, it, it's a different part of the emotional center. gets heated up too much. This is set up this way, though. Here's, here's, here's what I'm going to talk about. This is pretty, pretty interesting. Okay. The burnout occurs, though, in a part of the brain that the body designate, designates on purpose. On purpose. So that something worse doesn't happen. Just something like a stroke doesn't happen. So this thin layer that grows a callus in the tissue in that injured area, neurons become hypersensitive in that area where the burnout occurred. And it starts a foundation for the OCD. So your brain runs on electrical nerve impulses that dart around billions of nerves, billions of nerve pathways, but when burnout occurs, the resulting callus that I'm talking about, that little spot that calloused up I'm talking about, hinders those pathways. The impulses can no longer travel easily and properly through the area on their way to their destination. Okay, so those impulses... They can't go where they want to go. They can't go where they want to go anymore. Okay? However, though, the nerve impulses, your brain, your, your, however, to the nerve impulses, your brain tissue seems fine. See what I mean? Your brain tissue seems fine to the nerve pulse, to the electrical impulse. So the electrical impulse thinks. It thinks. It actually thinks. The electrical impulse itself actually thinks. What I'm trying to tell you is, is decades ahead of science. It actually has the ability to carry information and have part of your soul and your will in there. It thinks. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Okay? And <laughs> it knows 
that it thinks that your brain tissue is fine. So when it can't travel through it on the first attempt, it tries it again. Now, technically, the brain tissue is fine, but there's a layer, a calloused layer in the way. And that electrical impulse knows and believes the tissue is fine. But it tries again, and it tries again, and it tries again. So just listen to that, though. When the electrical impulse tries again, and it tries again, and it tries over and over and over to get through a pathway because it thinks that brain tissue is fine. So it's trying to get through that thin callus, and it's, and it's working hard to do that. There's a blockage. You experience a racing thought. Anybody ever have any racing thoughts? That's a type of OCD. Anybody out there has ever had any racing thoughts? That's a type of OCD. Just giving you an example. So those racing thoughts, that's part of having the OCD. Or repeating something obsessively over and over, that's the electrical impulse with information and data in it and a will trying to get through the callus that's been made by something overheating that little section of the emotional part of the brain too many times. <clears throat> Eventually, those impulses drive into the blocked tissue. But by then, they've lost their strength and their vitality has dissipated. That's what happens to the nerve impulse. This form of OCD I'm talking about, it doesn't compel you normally to act on obsessive thoughts, like to act on them, all right? For example, in a, this type of OCD doesn't make you lock the door a hundred times. It doesn't make you lock the door a hundred times. So understand that this variety of OCD is different. It doesn't make you uh, check the stove 50 times. However, this kind of OCD I'm talking about makes you feel compelled. It makes you feel compelled to perform acts on yourself. That's what this type of OCD does. This type of problem with electrical impulse and the slight callus from having that part of the brain of the emotional center overheated too many times in your life for some reason that I talked about before, whether it's bullying or something else. What happens is Instead, it's a compelled nature to perform an act on yourself. This means washing your hands. This is the washing your hands thing where you have to wash your hands a thousand times. This is, the irony is, you know, I, I do like the washing hands thing though. So I'm just telling you guys, I mean, if you're going to have some kind of OCD, I, I do like the washing the hands thing because, you know, at least you know you're not going get, to get the flu. At least you know you're not going to get, at least you know you're not going to like have some variety of strep on your hand from a doorknob somewhere and you forget and you wipe it in your eye. Now you got the worst sty. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually, you know, so, but anyway, but back to what I was talking about. So washing your hands or washing your feet. Yeah. Or repeatedly washing your feet. Um, or frequently showering where you feel like you just have to take that shower. You're like, you got to take the shower. So if you can't take that shower, then it's, it's, it's like madness, that kind of thing. Or in an, okay. Or hoarding, hoarding this kind of problem, this kind of OCD, this group of OCD I'm talking about 
can make you hoard. You don't want to throw anything out. Well, you know, there's a wrapper, there's a or there's a box here, a little tiny box, a candy box. I don't want to throw that out. I'm just going to leave that candy box on my desk for like the next five, well, forever. And another candy box, you know, shows up on the desk. I'm just going to leave that forever. Wait, some plastic bottles. No, I don't want to throw those out. I'm just going to keep on collecting plastic bottles. Well, okay, I'm not really returning the plastic bottles to try to get five cents a bottle. I'm just, I'm just stocking them up over and over again more and more. And then, and then keeping them, keeping them. And then the whole garage is filled with, you know, you know, plastic bottles. Like whatever, some kind of hoarding that, that uh, gets a little bit out of control. Um, that's this kind, that, that's a result from this. Or self-doubt. Any, any self-doubters out there? It's easy to self-doubt. I mean, I'll even be like, well, wait a minute, you know? And it's easy to self-doubt. But self-doubting when it gets too intense. Self-loathing. That's this type of OCD. That's an OCD. Yeah. Science and research doesn't know that. The best psychologists, I don't even think, know that part. And if you're one out there, you're like, I do know that. Then, hey, I'm wrong about that. But I'm pretty sure the self-loathing part's categorized in some other facet. It's not OCD. It's not OCD. But it is OCD. It is is what I'm trying to say. Self-loathing is a variety of OCD. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Insecurities, insecurities is not locked under OCD. I think in the in the the psychology world, whatever. I don't think that's that's locked in there. Then in the OCD, I think that's some other group category, and you know, illness and mental stuff, all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, insecurities is OCD. It is lack of confidence is a variety of OCD. This kind of OCD I'm talking about. So I'm trying to give you as much as I can on that variety of OCD. Let's hit the next variety. I was talking about the next group, the next group. So you guys ready? You got some tea? So get some uh, herbal tea out. Are you following some of the things that I'm having you do in these different shows? Are you doing the different things? All right. Okay. Next group, heavy metals, the heavy metals. That's the other part of OCD. That's the other group. And remember I told you in the beginning, you could have a little bit of heavy metals and you can have an injury from being bullied or something else or a loss or something terrible or whatever it is. You can have a blend of the both, which really it makes it hard too. Listen, I'll tell you right now, I I feel for the people who deal with OCD in any way, any shape, form. I do. And you know, it, I've seen it. I've seen it really be just tough on people. And I mean tough. I mean, if you you know somebody or if you're dealing with it, I, I understand it. Believe me, I get it. I know the pain associated with it. Spirit makes sure that I know. All right. And, and, I, and I've seen it. I've been helping people for decades. And I know. And you can get better. And it can get better. Okay. And so that's something you need to hold on to. You can get better. You can get past it. Well, hopefully you still wash your hands, but you can get past it. You can get through it. You can get there, whatever variety or group I'm talking about. So let's go into the heavy metals group, all right? This is the second cause of OCD is toxic heavy metals inside the brain. OCD can result from that mix of mercury, aluminum, copper that settle very close to the emotional center and emotional highway of your brain. So the emotional highway of your brain, heavy metals can deposit, they can deposit even endocrine glands in the brain, deposit near them. 
if you have, you know, a very mild OCD, then you might just have a little bit of aluminum and some mercury without the copper. But mercury is key. It's key for the OCD. It's the key ingredient for creating this notable OCD I'm talking about, the heavy metal OCD. So we're going to go into that. If you don't think you've been exposed to heavy metals, you're wrong. In this modern world, in this modern era, you've been exposed, bottom line. To what degree? It's a whole nother game. But mercury's just, you know, it's going around and it's been around. And I talk about that many times. You guys know that. So what happens with the OCD that's caused by the metals is the electrical impulse is driving down that neuron and it runs into some mercury. Mercury diffuses it, breaks the back of that electrical impulse. So when that electrical impulse, when that electrical impulse has information in it, that it needs to get to the other part of the brain and share that information. When it has soul information, will information, but it also has information of healing, information of what to do, information of thoughts. So when the brain confusion happens and all kinds of different things happen with OCD sufferers too, heavy metals. So as that electrical impulse is driving across that neuron, and it lands into some brain tissue. And if there's a pocket of mercury in the emotional center of that brain tissue, bam, it hits it like a brick wall because mercury shorts out, <clears throat> excuse me, mercury shorts out that electrical impulse. Mercury shorts it out. It's a total short out. It's like blowing a fuse. You blew a fuse. Mercury causes the fuses to blow. That's what happens. And other metals, too, can do that, like mercury and aluminum, mercury, aluminum, copper. So because the electricity that's running on those mineral salts is different than electricity that drives through metal. When they meet, it's a disaster. And then the electrical impulse has intelligence, so it gets wise. It gets wise, and it's just something research sites has no idea about. That electrical impulse holds intelligence. It gets smart. You know how there's all the smart stuff out there now, smart this, smart that, smart TV, smart meter, smartphone, smart whatever, blah, blah, smart water, whatever it is that's out there, right? You, you, you know what I mean, okay? Well, the electrical impulse really is smart. It really is smart in a not-so-evil way, in a non-evil way. A lot of the smart stuff we have out there today is smart, but it's smart in a bad way too. You know what I mean? And so, because, you know, it's smart in a bad way because what, you know, the whole thing with smart meters, they can be kind of, you know, causing some people trouble. There's different kinds of things that cause people trouble. And um, a lot of EMF, a lot of, you know, sensitivities, EMF, a lot of, a lot of stuff like that emits from smart stuff is what I'm saying. A lot of radiation. So it's kind of not so good that those parts are not so good. All the radiation coming off your smartphone. Just try not to talk. You know, always put it on speakerphone. Never have it in, up to your ear. You guys know this stuff. Same thing with, you know, if you have, you know, try not to put your bedroom on the side of the electrical meters and all that on the side of the house because it could be emitting a kind of signal going through. Um, don't watch TV two feet away from your TV. You know, whatever your smart TV it might be emitting a little radiation. So, you know, sit back further. Those kinds of things is what I'm trying to tell you. 
those are all good tips, and I'm sure you already do that anyway, so whatever. But the bottom line is that electrical impulse is harboring information. It's beyond smart. So what it does is when it keeps on hitting that mercury deposit, it gets pissed off. (laughs) What it does is it takes a different avenue. It's smart enough to know to take a different avenue. It's smart enough to know to take a different avenue, but when it keeps on hitting that mercury deposit, that makes you lock the door 20 times. That makes you compulsively want to lock that door 50 times. I've seen people with OCD so bad that they got to flick the switch on the lock at their front door. They have to wake up throughout the night because even when they fell asleep and they woke up, they feel like they still have to go and do it, and it is madness, meaning I feel for people. I feel for them. I've known people that have gone to work, think they didn't shut off the stove, and have to literally leave work, and they've been fired, fired, because they've had to leave work and drive home and check that stove when they know it was off. They know it was off so much that they use techniques to prove it was off by taking a photograph of the stove before leaving to go to work to prove when they're sitting at work that the stove was off. But then they wonder if they took the photograph before they shut it off. That's how hard it is. I'm serious. I'm serious. And they've been fired. I've I've seen it all. I mean, and that's just a gentle one. I mean, I don't want to tell you the scary ones I've seen over the years. And you know... I mean, that's a fun one compared to the scary ones I've seen. So it's that electrical impulse slamming into that mercury over and over and over again. But the electrical impulse gets smart eventually. And what it does is it goes around the mercury. But the problem is that when it goes around the mercury, it starts hitting things it's not supposed to hit, meaning it's smart because it needs to get around that mercury deposit. It needs to because it has to deliver information and eventually does. It just has to go the rebellious route to finally get the information to you so you can live and not be stroked out and not have a problem and never get a stroke and never get a TIA and do good and live your life and still live your life. That's how smart the electrical impulse is. It's so smart. It's going to take another route so you can function. That's how amazing the body is. But when it takes another route, it just it it'll plow over anything it needs to plow over. So it might then create a quirk. A quirk. And the next thing you're at the psychologist's office and you're like trying to explain this quirk, and they're like, Yeah, well, you know, that's take this drug. <laughs> then they're like, take this prescription. But Without the ability of that electrical impulse to go into a different area, to go around that metal deposit, without the ability, we wouldn't be able to function. That's how brilliant the electrical impulses are. And over time, they find a new pathway, and they get used to that pathway, and that pathway heals you, and you're able to function and get past whatever that is, get past that serious OCD or that depression or that anxiety or whatever it is, to get past it. And that's what the electrical impulse is doing saving your life.
It's working around the mercury and everybody's different. So when it takes a different pathway and somebody else, it might be a smoother pathway, but somebody else might have more heavy metal. See, see what I'm trying to say is you could have the mercury deposit, mercury deposit, and then you can also have an aluminum deposit an inch away from that mercury deposit in your brain, in the brain tissue. That electrical impulse can then go around and bump into the aluminum now and have to go a different route too until it finds a route that keeps you going. It keeps you going. And then some people got the emotional damage from just, I'm using an example of being bullied. So then that electrical pulse runs into a little bit of callous tissue too. Some people a little bit of both the metals and the callous tissue. <clears throat> so that's how it works. That's how it works. And I've said this part before. If you put a whole bunch of metal barrels in the middle of a street and you drive a car down it, the car's going to slam into it. I'm not just talking about light, light barrels. I'm talking about heavy, heavy, heavy barrels with cement in them. And then the car's going to slam into them, back up, and it's going to need a different route. What happens is that, you know, the electrical impulse will slam into the metal, which is the mercury, back up and say, you know what, I, I need to plow through this because there's a will and a soul and soul information and will inside that electrical impulse. That decides to say, you can't stop me. I'm going to try it again. And that electrical impulse goes right back into the mercury deposit and it hits it again. And then it backs up and goes, it backs up and goes, whoa. And it says, I got will in me. I got will to survive in me. I got will to live in me. I got soul in me. You can't stop me from going through the brain when that's what I do and that's what I'm born to do. And I'm carrying information of soul, will, and empowerment in that person that puts soul, will, and confidence in everything else I'm carrying in that electrical impulse. And like I said, tremendous amounts of information to get through to other places so we can function. So that electrical impulse says, you can't stop me, and it runs into the barrels again, and it starts smashing into the barrels, and now you've got some OCD going on. you got some OCD. Electrical impulse eventually says, you know what? This information is so important, I'm going to, going to go around these barrels. See, it knows, the electrical impulse knows it's not supposed to go around the barrels because it knows it could trigger off OCD and anxiety and depression and all kinds of other things. That's it's going around, but it knows it has to, to save your life. So it goes around and it and 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 get, delivers that information so you can function and live your life. And that's what it does. But when it goes around, it goes to the sidewalk. So it leaves the street where the barrels are, where the car is, and this car drives down the sidewalk now. And it starts running over pedestrian, you know, pedestrians, and it starts running over people. But it has to take that information to where it needs to go. And when it does, and it finally gets there, you go, ah, okay, I could survive this. I could live my life. I feel like waking up this morning. I feel like getting past this OCD. Let me just talk to somebody. Let me do something. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Now, listen, a couple of tricks for OCD. I've talked about this one before, I think somewhere. It could have been a radio show. I don't know. But, it, but one of the tricks is changing the routine somehow. I know that's hard, especially if somebody's agoraphobic or anything like that. It's impossible, but it's it feels impossible. But changing any kind of routine, any kind of routine, stay at an ant's house. Just go to an ant's house, and 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 you'll see a lot of the OCD will break in that moment. It'll break off and fall away to the wayside. 
You know, go to somebody's, go to your friend's house, ask them if you can stay the night. You won't be locking the doors all night long. Maybe somebody will, but you, but, but most people that changes when, you know, go to a hotel, go to a hotel for a week, change up your scenery, change up your routine, change up everything. You should see how that works because it breaks OCD. Then when you go back to your home or back to where you live or your rental apartment or whatever, whatever you go back to, you'll notice the OCD is less. Because even when we heal from the OCD and the electrical impulse has gone a different route, and this is a, I'm really glad I remembered this to tell you guys, when the electrical impulse goes down a different route, when it goes down a different route, it's not slamming over and over and over and over again into that mercury deposit, but you have the memory of it. You have the habit. You have the habit. It's been created. That's the part. It's the part I forgot to tell you. Trying my best. So the habit, the habit alone is very hard to break and every human has habits and we have habits and we habitually do things that are hard to break because once we got that habit, we can't break the habit because the these habits start from things that have gone away and been healed and have been changed and the electrical impulse has gone a different route now and it's been going down a different route for years for some people and all's been good and all's good now. But the habit's there. So that's why I want P. I encourage people, go out and change your anything, your surroundings, your environment. Very important. That's one of the things I, I like to do. You can do things with supplements and foods too. Let's get the heavy metals out, do the heavy metal detox. I've seen people's OCD go away. Let's talk about supplements. I like Sammy. Now, everybody's different. And everybody's got a different form of OCD. So it's really, it's really experimental in a sense, you know, trying the different supplements. One person might feel better, a little better with one supplement. Another person might feel a little better with a different kind of supplement. Okay. So SAMe is very helpful for a lot of people with depression, anxiety, and OCD, OCD, GABA, G-A-B-A, very helpful. I like the Pharma GABA. You know, if you have any concerns, go to my website, look at, I don't sell the supplement, but you go there, you'll see a directory so you know what's the right stuff, the safe stuff, the right kind, the right brands, whatever. Then it's important. So, you, you know, the GABA, Pharma GABA, the L-glutamine, that's important to take. You can take a lot of L-glutamine. Talk to your practitioner if you need to. You can take a lot more than just what's on the package. Talk to your practitioner if you have to. I'm, most practitioners know you can take more L-glutamine. <clears throat> 5-HTP, so 5-HTP. You know, some that bothers some people. They get it, you know, their tummy feels squirrely or whatever. So if you're super extra sensitive, you know, don't use it. You can talk to your practitioner about that one too, but it's helpful for, with OCD. Um, magnesium calcium blend, calcium magnesium blend, uh, that can work. B12, methylcobalamin, uh, dinosilcobalamin, B12. 5-MTHF, you know, the methylfolate. All right, that's very helpful. Um, so in the heavy metal detox, spirulina, critical. Barley grass juice powder, critical. Cilantro, critical. Dulce, critical. Um, wild blueberry. Look up my heavy metal detox. Look at the blog or whatever and and, and learn how to do it. Foods. Um, cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. It's hard to find a good cantaloupe. I have to admit that. It's hard to find a good cantaloupe. 
Um, mango's helpful. It's hard to find a good mango sometimes too. I've opened up a mango and been like, oh my God, this mango's so sour. So just realize that it might be hit and miss with some mangoes. you got to always try because then the season changes and the season changes. And each month it's different. Um, blackberries, strawberries, raspberries, really good for the brain. Fantastic for the brain. They have phytochemicals that are undiscovered by research and science that help repair brain tissue. And that, that information is not out there yet. Okay? You know, I'm lucky we have spirit. I'm lucky we have spirit. It gets a lot of other people mad, though, but I'm lucky we have spirit. It gets a lot of professionals. Some professionals do get mad because, you know, they don't they don't have spirit giving them the, the, the you know, decades ahead of its time information, so they get upset. You know, they only have whatever's, you know, being thrown in front of them, and I get that. I understand that. I, I get it, but listen, this is for everybody. This is for practitioners. This is for everybody. This is for anybody. This is just about healing. We can't be getting upset about things when it's information that that I've been blessed to give to everybody and I want people to have it. Papaya. Papaya. Very important for OCD. In fact, I find it being very soothing, lowering, reducing OCD. Why? Because the sugars in papaya feed that electrical impulse. It supports the power of the electrical impulse. Spinach. Um, the mineral salts in spinach, do the spinach soup I talk about, you know, look in recipes that I have, mache, mosh they call it, butterleaf lettuce, amazing, incredible for OCD, but don't just have like one leaf of butterleaf lettuce, you know, have, have a salad of butterleaf lettuce once a day for a little while, and then you have a little papaya in the morning, whether you're paleo, whether you're, you're, you're vegan, whether, whether you're vegetarian, whatever it is, just bring these foods in. Don't, don't get trapped in your belief system, whatever you do. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, no, I'm only allowed um, grass-fed beef for dinner. Uh, my salad is, you know, eggs, grass-fed butter with eggs and, and a little bit of farm bacon. And, you know, my breakfast, believe it or not, I'm doing turkey. And I said, cured bacon is not going to cure you. What, where's the stuff that's going to cure you? So you have to start bringing this stuff in. Don't get trapped in a belief system. You better be bringing the foods in that's going to cure the problem. Spinach, mache, the butterleaf lettuce, the arugula, sweet potato, sweet potato, winter squash, you know, butternut squash, buttercup. Let me think of it. Delicata, uh, butter, there's delicata. I'm trying to remember. Delicatas are amazing when they come out. You got to look for them. Butternut, delicata, kabocha, squash, Okay. Um, kabocha squash. Don't get get confused with that. That you know the other the, the tea. Don't get those those words confused. Kabocha squash. Um, sweet dumpling. That's a great one. Sweet dumpling. Red curry. That's an amazing one. Don't know if I said that one already. Um, so just look for these. Let's go into some herbs. Ginkgo leaf. Incredible for OCD. Ginkgo leaf is a phytochemical, as an alkaloid, to help repair callous brain tissue. Callous brain tissue. Oh, by the way, wild blueberries, frozen wild blueberries in the heavy metal detox, frozen wild blueberries repair callous brain tissue. It's like the alkaloid and ginkgo leaf, but frozen wild blueberries. You can stop OCD. And look, if you don't have OCD, you still might have it. You still might have some form of it. And you might even be in denial over it. Remember when I talked about the little, the one teaspoon of sugar and a little cream in that coffee? And if it's off at all, you could be upset. Well, there's a lot of different things also that could relate that are off a little bit, that aren't perfect and we get upset about. 
you know, so remember, you could have a little touch of it. So, hey, do all these things. And you might have a little touch of depression. You might have a little touch of anxiety. You could be dealing with a lot of – this is all helpful. Brain stuff. This is all helpful. Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. It's not just great for the adrenals. Ashwagandha is great for the brain. It's amazing for the brain. So just ashwagandha is helpful for OCD. And, you know, well, here's the thing, too. OCD triggers off a lot of adrenaline, which can fall back into the OCD. Adrenaline becomes the adrenaline addiction. Remember the addiction show? I talked about the adrenaline addiction. I talked about that in part one and part two, especially in part two. That adrenaline addiction can occur just from having OCD, too, because you're constantly being triggered. Your adrenals are being triggered. So ashwagandha. Lemon balm to calm and soothe the nerves, to soothe the nerves. Lemon balm tea, lemon balm tinctures. Look for the right stuff. I got it on the medical medium directory. But lemon balm, that's an amazing one. A lemon balm is life-changing for OCD, for OCD. California poppy, California poppy, okay? That is amazing for OCD, California poppy. I've seen it help a lot of different people, different forms of OCD, especially the emotional form that I was talking about, that group, California poppy, all right? And then omega-3s, not omega-3s from fish oil. They hurt the brain. I'm sorry to say that. Read my books, fish oil. Look at the first book, Medical Medium, the Bible. People call that the Bible. When they get the thyroid book, they're going to be calling the thyroid book the, the the new Bible when they get that. I have a feeling. But go back to the go back to the first book where people call the Bible medical medium. I talk about why fish oil is not good, and it's not good. It's terrible for the brain. That's not you want the omega threes from you know the the oils, the flax seed, the hemp seeds, those things. But you but you just want the you know. You want the plant-based omega oil, even if you're paleo, even if you're a meat eater, even if you're whatever, you still want the omega-3 from the plant-based version. You guys, I just really love you for everything you're doing, taking care of yourself. You're doing your part. I got to do my part. I got to do my part more and more and more and more. You're doing your part. You're trying some of these things. You're listening to the show. You're getting the books to learn the information to help others. And then, you know, the funny thing is, I don't want you getting the thyroid book just because of you needing it, even though I do. I want you getting it so you can help others. I want you to be so packed with information and the power of knowledge that I want you unstoppable out there. So when you bump into somebody, you help them, whether you realize it or not. It just comes out naturally. You help them. Anyway, I love you guys. Bless your heart. Take care. I'll talk to you again.